0: Today's show is brought to you by the ridiculously comfortable Casper mattresses. Get $50 off any mattress purchase at caspertrial.com slash profit. Now let's get profitable. This is the Personal Profitability Podcast with Eric Rosenberg. There, profiteers. Welcome back for Personal Profitability Podcast, episode number 96. Now, one thing that we talk a lot about on this show is building businesses, but one we don't talk a lot about is podcasting. Today, we're going to marry those two topics and talk about the business of podcast editing. I have an awesome editor for my show, actually, Jennifer. Shout out. You rock. And Corey does the same thing as Jennifer. He helps people who have all sorts of different podcasts edit and make their show sound as awesome as possible and he built an entire business around that little did you know there is an entire secret silent industry of awesome podcast editors out there uh, I have a few friends in this little world and they are all so great and I love what they do especially if they can make me sound better along the way so in one minute we'll dive in we'll learn about this business how it all came together and we'll talk to Corey and it was a really fun nice relax. Interview. I imagine you will enjoy it as much as I did. We'll be there in one minute right after this. We talk about investing a lot on this show, but if there's one place people don't invest enough, it's their sleep. We spend about a third of our life in bed, and yet we have pillows and mattresses that aren't optimal. You've already probably heard about the Casper mattress if you listen to podcasts like I do, but I wasn't ready to put the money in and buy a mattress just yet, so I bought the Casper pillow, and I have to say I love it. It's the most comfortable pillow I've ever owned. and gives me a great night's sleep. If you want to try out the Casper pillow or even get $50 towards any mattress a At Casper.com, head to CasperTrial.com/slash-profit. That's CasperTrial.com/slash-profit. This is one investment you won't regret. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am excited for our next interview. We have Corey on the line. Are you ready to get profitable? Always. I love it. So you are a fellow podcaster, but you look at podcasting a little different than me in your business so how did you get started with podcasting and turning podcasting into an income source for yourself
1: I've been really into audio for a long time, being in a a performer and a musician. From that, I made some connections. I worked at an internet radio station for five or six years, where I would manage different podcasts, edit the shows, I would do my own hosting. So I would go to, I would even do field interviews at the, you know, different shows in the area or with people who were coming through the network. And from that, I took all those skills, and that sort of piqued my interest in the podcast world. Was sort of just like talking to these people who have done so many cool things and how I could be that close to them and learn from them. I took that with me into my own thing here, which is Potter now, and uh, started this this business where I and producing podcasts for people. And I'm taking care of all their uh, pre and post production, sort of guiding them through the process of podcasting and making it the best that it can be. I love that. That's awesome. I have a I have my own editor, Jennifer. I have to give you a shout
0: out, Jennifer. Thanks for all the awesomeness you do. (laughs) So Jennifer. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm interested. So you you have a background in music. What was that background? was it was it a college background?
1: Was it just uh, a hobby? How did how did that start? Well, music started a long time ago. I've been I've been in the the music industry for I don't know, probably about 12 years now. I'm still doing it. I've been in uh, traveling bands. I'm, I'm currently in a band called the Ohio weather band. We just got back from Nashville last weekend and it just started with getting a guitar one year for Christmas and, uh, sort of, it got a hold of me and I kept going with it. And, uh, eventually we started, you know, playing shows that were, were paying money. And I was like, wow, I'm doing this thing that I'd like to do and I'm getting paid for it. So it worked out. and, and, not even just the payment but just like again networking with people meeting these creative people and being in those type of networks I think is something that I'm really drawn to that's usually just where I try to put myself and that's honestly where I end up a lot so I'm I'm happy about it very cool yeah I actually I got a guitar as a Hanukkah present in
0: high school and I thought it was broken for a while and then my cousin uh-huh. came over who really knows how to play guitar it turns out I'm just bad at guitar <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's like, hey, you, you realize it needs strings, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I got as far in as
0: uh, as doing some tablature stuff, and I could play a little Metallica, a yeah. uh, little Lincoln Park, but I, I never yeah, sure. really got got deep into it. But I've always loved music. I actually um, have been a nightclub DJ once upon a time, and that was actually how I started podcasting. My first podcast, it's still up there for now. I don't know if I'll leave it up forever. It's called the the Yofi Cast, and it's electronic dance music. So it's fun. Oh, right both, on. We both came in through the music world and, in different ways, yeah. So you know You're now right? as a as a business owner, entrepreneur, what does your you know typical day look like when when it comes to editing podcasts and fitting that into the rest of your
1: life? <laughs> Honestly, I wake up every day and I'm doing, I'm just trying to reach out to people. So I'm always trying to network with people. Uh, Even if they have their own editors already, I'm just like, hey, you know, keep me on in in the back of your mind. If something changes, I'll be there to help you out. So I'm taking care of sort of, I guess, like in in the mornings, I'm just sort of reaching out, uh, hashing out emails and stuff and, and getting that out of the way first. So then I can have the rest of the day to work on other podcasts. If I'm upgrading equipment, if I'm messing with equipment, things like that. So yeah in the morning I'm working on on the computer stuff and towards the middle end of the day is when I'm working on the actual podcast stuff so and it varies depending on the day or depending on what's going on but and, and I'm not really like tied up to that schedule per se as long as I'm staying busy I'm just always always trying to do something that' beneficial for myself and for the business so i'm just trying to keep at it Yeah,
0: you know, i know one of the biggest things it's something that you know is part of my business as a freelance writer you got to keep be keeping those new clients flowing in as you mentioned networking and talking to other podcasters is a big part of that but where have you seen the biggest success in finding clients to come into your business
1: it's funny because like I started freelancing on uh, upwork and some of the old freelance clients that I had I reached back out to them and I was like hey you know we, we did this work in the past and I started this new business where it's sort of like my dedicated thing now I'll bring you on board so, so I reached out to those people that I had already talked to and they like gave some suggestions because they're also in the podcast realm they would give me recommendations as you know, I mean, podcast is a pretty, because it's over the internet and it's so easy to reach out to people that aren't in your immediate area, you would think that, you know, reaching out to everybody all the time is a pretty good strategy, but I've lately I've kind of narrowed it down to people in my area. So I'm from Akron. I'm just reaching out to people in like Cleveland who are advertising in magazines, who are advertising in the newspaper or whatever. Obviously they're willing to spend money on getting their name and brand out there and I'm taking this as okay. You want to grow your business? Have you considered podcasting? If you already have a podcast, is somebody taking care of this for you? I, I brought it from like a bigger scale down to sort of like a micro scale for for just sort of like a test, and it seems to be working. I'm getting a lot of uh, responses, and so it, this is, again goes back to networking. I'm talking to these people who we have uh, similar connections, and so I seem a little more trustworthy to those people. And they're more willing to start a conversation up about starting a new project. So I went from macro and kind of microed it down. And it seems to be working for right now. That's very cool.
0: Very interesting. So have you, you know, in reaching out to these companies, found companies that were not podcasting yet? And after talking to you, they were like, sure, let's do this. Let's make it happen.
1: So nobody wanted to seal the deal yet. But I have had people say, you know what, let me get back to you. I'm not going to pull the trigger right now. But this is super interesting. And let me let me think on it let me talk to some people i'm gonna get back to you so that's that's sort of where i'm at right now which is totally fine for me as long as i'm you know they're not giving me the cold hard no i'm just as excited as a yes so we'll see where it goes
0: yeah it's like you got you got a little foot in the door you know you never know where it's gonna go as long as as long as you haven't gotten the no there's still potential (laughs) for sure (laughs) yeah something yeah something i think is so fun about podcasts is is you know with that that ability to reach these big audiences, but have it feel really intimate and small, like, like these these close one on one conversations, you know, as a podcast editor looking at so many different podcasts, what recurring not, not themes but like recurring styles of podcasting do you see doing really well right now?
1: I'm a big fan of and what I think does work really well is the interview conversational style. So, you know, I, I started listening to, um, believe it or not, I just started listening to Serial, which is one of the big ones that sort of uh, took a different route. That's not as much interview conversational style. What I've found that is working the most and what seems to be the most interesting are hosts who are interesting themselves. And, you know, that's that, that term can go a million different ways. But if somebody who's interesting enough, bringing on other interesting people onto their show to talk about, why are you so interesting? And, I mean, it's, it's, it's that simple. I think that, like, uh, the interview style, bringing on people who have something to say, who have already been there, done that. So people can learn from that. That's one of the things I like most about podcasting. And I think that's why a lot of other people listen too, is just because they can learn so much from it. You know, if I were to fire up a new podcast, that's probably the route that I would go. And what I've seen work out the most is just branching out to other people and, uh, again, expanding the network. It's another way to expand the network. So, yeah, interview style, conversational style, I think that's the way to go
0: some questions for your technical expertise. So we've talked about podcasting a little bit on the show, uh, more the entrepreneurship side, but if someone wants to start a new podcast, I know I've gone through, we talked a little bit before we hit record. I just recently went through a microphone upgrade and to say there were a few frustrations in trying to figure out how to get an XLR microphone to work on Skype with my Mac, that that would be a big <laughs> understatement. But for people uh, who, who aren't spending quite as much as I am to get started, what would you say are the core things someone would need to launch a new podcast today.
1: You know, I think a lot of people are intimidated by that. And I understand because it can get pretty like uh, technical, geeky, whatever you want to call it. But it's really simple. I mean, right now I'm recording with just an interface, an audio interface that's a Focusrite uh, Scarlett Solo, is what it's called. And I think these now, like the first generations, this is a second generation, but the first generations will just put you back like, I don't know, 100 bucks. But if you're looking on like apps like Let Go or Offer Up, people are willing to get rid of those things for pretty cheap cheap i've been searching for a new one a 2i2 uh the focus right i've I, you know people have been like willing to bring the price way down not that i'm trying to undercut anybody but i'm just you know <laughs> i'm willing to i'm willing to haggle so you need an interface those are those are pretty easy to find just type in audio interface on Google, whatever, and you'll learn what it is and then you'll know how to search for it. You're going to want a condenser microphone. A lot of people use SM58s, which is the, the dynamic microphone. That's fine. But I think for something like podcasts where it's uh, solely based on voices and, you know, speech, I think your best bet is going to be to get a condenser microphone. Again, you can get a decent condenser microphone for like 70 bucks. And then, obviously, you need like your mic stands, mic cords, and things like that. But other than that, you can get your recording software that you record all of your audio into for free. There's Audacity, uh, Pro Tools Lite, or something like that. They have a free version. But if you have a Mac, then you have GarageBand, which is an awesome tool. I would recommend that over a lot of programs if you have a Mac computer. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's honestly not that much. If you're, You just got to invest a little bit, and that equipment's going to last you a long time. Like the microphone that I'm using now, I think it was like a $120 microphone. at the time and I've had it for honestly Seven years, and it's it's one of my favorite microphones. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, when I started uh,
0: with my first podcast, I went with the the Blue Yeti microphone, which was I think I got a deal; I think it was about eighty dollars. What I liked about it was I could just plug it right in and just hit record, and that was really all yeah. I needed. It was that was my only expense, as you mentioned GarageBand. <laughs> I already had it, so that, that yeah. was it. You know, now I've upgraded a little bit more, but that was really all I needed, and, and you know, a good microphone, as you said, um, you know, eighty. Bucks,
1: but that's, that's right. your cost to start a business. So, uh, yeah, that's it's a pretty cool thing. I should throw out that there's also some uh, s- some of the hosting sites are super cheap or even free. I know, like Podbean. I think the the minimum to sign up, which is a podcast hosting site to get your podcast listed on like your own website or, or up to iTunes, it's like three dollars a month or something like that. So even hosting it doesn't have to be that expensive. Yeah, when
0: I started. I mean, it wasn't that expensive either i think it was like 10 or 12 a month but three dollars a month i mean that's yeah. You can't really start a business for less than that. You know, I've read the Hundred Dollar Startup by uh, Chris Guillebeau, who actually was a speaker at Podcast Movement this year, and someone I've come across a few times. He's awesome. He go in this book. He just features all of these businesses that people could start for under a thousand dollars that led to a full time income for their family. So here you go. There's a great example. Under a hundred bucks, you can you can start a podcast,
1: <laughs> right? And and meet so many cool people through your podcast. That's one of my favorite things about podcasts is just talking to people who are hustling and just you know also being out there in the world it's awesome
0: in your day-to-day business what are your biggest challenges that you keep running into that you're trying to overcome and what are you finding is the biggest strategies and best strategies to succeed in the long run on those challenges
1: you know, making sure that everything is like all the, all the shows are edited the way they should be, because I do like a, after I edit, I do a quality assurance listen. So sometimes that can be time consuming, but I think it's worth it. I don't want to send anybody a show that I haven't listened to myself and gave it the okay. So I I think it's just like making sure all the ducks are in the row. It's not necessarily a a big challenge, but like I said, sometimes it can be time consuming, but I'm willing to put in the time for somebody who's willing to work with me. So, and the way that I get through that is just sort of, of realizing that I'm getting to listen to all these new podcasts and learn all these this new stuff and learn about these new people. And so after you start to listen to the podcast and get into the podcast, then the time goes goes pretty quick. No huge hurdles that I've had to jump over right now. Um, I enjoy doing it. So that's, you know, that's no problem. Uh, It's not like it's I'm grinding too hard as far as like against my will. I think that that's the biggest challenge is just like getting the ducks in the row and then uh, time management per se. But uh, it's worth it. Yeah. I'm friends with Steve
0: Stewart, who's also in the the podcast editing industry. And every time I talk to him about it, he's like, I
1: can't believe this
0: is my job. It's the coolest <laughs> right? thing. I get to listen to podcasts for a living. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'd be doing it if I wasn't working in the industry. So it's it's totally cool. And my wife could
0: verify that I listen to a lot of podcasts and I'm not getting paid for those ones. So it's <laughs> right. good on you that you found a way to make that work. <laughs> paid in knowledge. Totally. So if uh, you know, people want to
1: connect with you, if they want to learn more about what you're doing, Doing and what you're up to, where should they go? The easiest way to get a hold of me or to check out what the service offers is just go to potter.com. That's P O D E R R.com. If you just want to contact me directly, it's just contact at potter.com. My name's Corey with an E. Just shoot me a message and I'm uh, happy to strike up a conversation with you.
0: Awesome. Well, as always, listeners, those links will be in the show notes. Thank you so much, Corey, for taking the time to chat with us today. I appreciate it, Eric. Thank you. Well, there's the wraps on another one, ladies and gentlemen, you can find today's show notes at personalprofitability.com episode 96 I mention it every once in a while, but I really wanna share my personal profitability bootcamp with you one more time. If you've never checked it out, it's free. You get an email once a day for a week with a link to a video about 10 minutes long to help you get on your path to personal profitability. No cost, no strings attached. Just go to personalprofitability.com bootcamp to sign up and I hope to see you there. Thanks everyone so much for sticking around till the end. And until next time, stay profitable.